0: Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Critics Podcast. We are the underqualified ex- experts who discuss all things sport, work and life with little to no background or supporting evidence. I just had an aneurysm as soon as we started. How are you, Jack? I'm so good, Sean. How are you doing? Aneurysm free?
1: Uh yeah, so far. Look. So far. We'll see what happens uh, overnight. Just done my second uh, back-to-back fit stop session and uh, <laughs> there the you go. And there it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, feeling absolutely cooked, if I'm being perfectly honest.
0: Yeah, no, nah. no. Uh, for those that don't follow Jack and I pretty closely, which I assume is just about everyone, we've started going to fit stop up the road at Hellsville, which has been pretty bloody good, to be honest. Yeah, Can't stay great. fat forever, and nah. you just want to get a little bit stronger.
1: Yeah, and oh, honestly, it's great fun, and we talk about it all the time. It's one of those things that, you know, it's just it's so motivating being able to do it all as a group, I get like,
0: proper crackhead energy after it as well. Yeah,
1: and it, it's something. and I know we did a um, an evening session today. Just the way our schedules fall, but the mornings is great because you just feel full of energy the whole rest of the day. But even the Arvo sessions, it's just a nice way to unwind after work, and you get around a couple of your, couple of the boys. And
0: it's a nice sense of accomplishment in those morning sessions because you get to work and you've already achieved something. You win the
1: morning, you win the day. Without being yeah. cringe as fuck. And this is the first time that I've ever fully appreciated that statement, I reckon. Because you do win the day. Fuck.
0: Um, look, I wanted to change things up this week. Normally we'd drown you in cricket. Like shove it down your throat and then go into overrated and underrated. Let's just go to overrated and underrated and we'll get to cricket later. We've got yeah. a lot to talk about.
1: We've yeah, we got so much sport after missing uh, a week last week. We've got so much sport in general to get to. We've got two weeks worth of sport to catch up on. So did you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah, had a, had a fan submission. Perfect. In This bloke, also I work with, eats eats this for lunch when he can't be bothered packing his own lunch. They're disgusting. I think they're massively overrated.
1: Vegemite scrolls.
0: Oh, no, underrated. No, dude, disgusting.
1: Nah, you're wrong.
0: And he gets them from 7-Eleven, I want to say. Right, okay. Well, that's a slightly different story. You, if, yeah. I don't care if it's fresh or if it's a day old, I'm not eating it. No, Vegemite scrolls are great. No. Oh, I, you don't really eat Vegemite though, do you? No, but I can have it on certain things. But a s- Vegemite scroll, like it's just... Certain
1: things? What are the things you're having Vegemite on that isn't toast or bread? So
0: true. I'm trying to think. There's something weird I have it on though. We'll come back to that.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. What else you would have it on? But yeah, uh, no, I I grew up eating Vegemite scrolls. I, I had an like, ex-girlfriend who whisked it off the
0: spoon. So I'm trying to think what I've oh, had it no, with. No, that's no good.
1: No, we um like we, when mum was a stay-at-home mum back when we were quite young... Um, we used to make them. Mum had like this bread maker thing, and we used to make Vegemite and pizza scrolls and stuff. Is that so where we, Harry got the passion? So maybe, maybe. I actually, I'm not even even. Oh, I'm not even sure if Harry was born yet. He certainly wouldn't have been participating in it. I don't think. I think he was probably a bit too young. But no, Vegemite scrolls are an ad, They're underrated. No. Underrated. I don't feel like enough people would go to a bakery and buy one. But I would go to a bakery and buy one.
0: So. If you go to a bakery and they have pies or sausage rolls there, are you at some point going to get a, a Vegemite scroll over the other two?
1: Mm, it's a different bakery. Right, if so I go to a bakery so you, with, you, with you, hot pastries... Let's, go, let's say you go to Harry's me. work. Yeah.
0: you get a Vegemite scroll?
1: It wouldn't be my first choice, but it's nowhere near the last choice. Hmm. I'd probably... It's tough and it,
0: often, it would depend on what I feel like, we'll I guess. Say, We'll say this for a baker's like giraffe for another episode.
1: Oh, I like the idea of that. I reckon... Because we're, we're,
0: we're doing a breakfast food draft later. We get five ooh. picks each.
1: In this episode?
0: In this episode.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Without, without warning. I without like warning. it. I like
0: it. Anyway, so what's your first one? <laughs> my com-
1: first one, garlic-infused olive oil. Oh,
0: my God. I've got that on my list. Just no, fla- you don't. Flavour-infused oil. Because I bought, I bought that garlic-infused oil yesterday.
1: <laughs> it is elite. elite. <laughs> it is unbelievable. So
0: any flavour-infused oil, I reckon, is underrated. So I used to be big on the avocado oil. More so for the the keto stuff. Yeah, and I tried it for about thirty five minutes.
1: Yeah, quite a lot of people like um oh, chili oil is pretty
0: common. Chili oil, I love. I've, you have to get the. I'm not gonna butcher the name. It's it's, like, it's in red. It's got the, the it's grand, grandfather Asian on the front. Yeah, it's, I think it's like falatong tongue chili oil. Spring all of you your to dumplings. Get the, you can have you made it. You can make it from home though.
1: What chili oil? It's easy as. Oh, I don't imagine it's too hard making infused oil. It's just
0: chopped chopped garlic, oil vegetable oil and then you just put chilli flakes in.
1: You're nice. That sounds but they do it reasonably better. straightforward. Yeah, and it's easy because you can just go and buy it. It's elite. Yeah. And massively it's cheap, massively underrated.
0: Fla- flavor infused oil, massively underrated. If you just have a plain virgin or extra virgin olive oil, unless you're cooking like a pesto pasta, I'm not interested. If you have the choice and you just choose the plain oil, just yeah, level up. It's very vanilla. Isn't it? Very vanilla. Vanilla's just before we go to the next one, that's stiff on vanilla. Like, it, it gets, like, assumed with the bland thing. It's the goat ice cream flavour. Undisputed. Undisputed. And everything that gets called bland gets called vanilla. Yeah.
1: Well, then maybe when someone calls you, the next time someone calls you vanilla, say, well, vanilla ice cream's the best. Draw that comparison.
0: I think we're having, we're getting into the primary school level comes back, come back to you. The mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, your next one.
0: Melbourne Cup. This is a fan submission.
1: Fuck off. I had... <laughs> I also... <laughs> God, we should start communicating before these podcasts yeah, because I mean, that's also just... my next one. Um, I think it is maybe the most overrated thing in all of Australia. Oh. Maybe not the... I have horse racing as mine. So the Melbourne Cup, maybe not. But I, I just think horse racing in general is massively overrated.
0: I don't know about no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fairly rated only because lately, more and more criticism of gambling is coming into life, particularly now with sports. we would about to get real politically here, but particularly with, they've been doing surveys with like sports bet ads and other gambling companies ads, and how they get and they do surveys on like seven to eight year olds and see if they if the brand recognition and they can recognize them straight away and it desensitizes them to what they're doing. So there's gonna be like a new remember how smoking they crack down to like the plain packaging yeah I reckon the same is going to happen pretty soon with sports betting advertising
1: I'm confused How, that's not Melbourne Cup
0: oh it's horse horse racing you don't, you don't watch horses race for the sake of watching a race
1: yeah that's okay yeah no I gotcha so I mean uh, anyone who's listened to the podcast and or even half knows me knows that I'm completely I don't gamble at all I go to the casino and I'll go there and drink until I can't walk out of there by myself but I won't gamble and I don't I don't have sports betting accounts or anything like that. I just think it's just, I, I get it. I get it. It's a good excuse, the Melbourne Cup, I mean, for people to dress up and feel good about themselves and whatnot. But I just, I can't get around it. We had a big do in our office last week for Melbourne Cup and like put on some decent food and sweeps and stuff. I didn't didn't get involved in the sweeps. and See It's where, just not my thing.
0: Where I draw the line is where it affects work, which sounds really like bossy. But, like, if I'm going to work, I don't want to have horse racing, even if it's one day a year, in my face. I've got the weekends for that with the boys.
1: Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, one of those things. I've just never never like I understood didn't, I didn't, it. I didn't watch it this like year. Like, as someone, and then, like, obviously, as someone who doesn't gamble, I have little to no interest in the horses. I actually, like, I don't care. and And you can't tell me anyone's any different. Like, if you're, you know... Yeah, you, unless you're actually monetarily invested in a particular horse where, via gambling or via ownership, why would you care? It's a, it's not a particularly entertaining sport.
0: It's not like a 100-meter sprint. No. Nah.
1: At the Olympics. Anyway. Why well, don't watch that either? Really? No, nah, not really. Wow. Just don't really care. Athletic's not really my thing either.
0: It's not my thing either, but me and Potter watched them all. The, dude, the velodromes, they were underrated. Cycling, anyway. Yeah, correct. Off topic. We are getting very off topic. Your G- third one? Ginger beer. Oh, underrated. Massively. Your Monday ginger beer, elite.
1: Yeah, it's ma- and uh, the James Squires ginger beer is also very, very good. Brookvale Union, I'm sure they're great people. It was, it was Theirs a, is not great.
0: It was a good opener. I reckon they were the first. The yeah. first like big one.
1: Yeah, they probably um, and then Squire opened people's eyes first, the Brookvale Union, but the, the Squires one... Is just elite. The um the Bundy ginger beer, which it should be, su- it shouldn't be surprising,
0: right? But it's actually good. But you think it is surprising because it doesn't really taste like Bundy. Like it's still got that little like cane sugar punch. Yeah. But it's not like. But the- I
1: sort of like it. Yeah. It's and it, it it's not. You a, I go from you go from like the squires. It's not it? as it's su- very sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Whereas you go into the Bundy and it's not as sweet, and you do get a bit of that like the sugar like the sugar cane, like, nearly like a Bundy kind of very subtle taste but it's fucking great and i, I after at hockey i know we don't really do it at, we don't really drink too much of it at cricket but at hockey after hockey games dude there's nothing better eh? you just run your ring out for an hour and a half and you go and sit down to a nice cool and it's just more refreshing than beer i find the especially y- through the winter
0: yeah your Yermund, the yamundi lager from sunny coast the not not just the juju beer but that whole brewing company is underrated. Go check mm. it out, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. No, couldn't agree more. Did you have a third one or do you want me to step in? Cause I, I don't have a yours. third one if you've got another one, mate. I've got another one. I'll keep a stodge about this a lot today. Cyclone Ice Blocks. Real niche. The red and green ones?
1: Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Um, as you... Uh, it's not... Uh, I don't actually think I've ever had one, so I can't comment.
0: Wow. Massively overrated.
1: Yeah. Coloured Ice, bo- ice Blocks. Just probably just overrated in general i reckon
0: mm. i say i'm an ice cream guy i don't really like dessert full stop but if i have to pick give me like a bulla yeah, like, ice cream. kind of to and fro hey like. so would you go calippo or like a paddle pop oh, or do you need context tough uh, see, take I, the paddle I wouldn't pop. i wouldn't go a paddle pop i'd take paddle pop every day but you know what i mean like that kind of comparison yeah Oh, man. You can't, include, you can't include the cookie ice cream. What, what about Splice? You have it had Splice? Splice? I'm allergic to the green ones. No.
1: Oh, dude, they're get the best. They're like a, like a weird combination of I'll the two. I get hives every time I eat a green
0: a Splice. Dude, you get like... And it's oh. just the green Splice or the green cotties. Oh, man. Dude, you get like the best of both
1: worlds. You get the ice cream in the middle and you get kind of like the ice block stuff on the outside. They're, yeah. early, they're underrated.
0: Splice. Splice, underrated. underrated. Just not the green ones. You can have the green ones.
1: Yeah, well, that's the green ones are... What I'm talking Oh, they do red ones as well, don't they? The
0: red and the yellow one, the mango one's good too. Yeah, anyway, okay, fair. Dude, let's get this breakfast food draft in the way. Righto. So we'll set the rules, right? And so you can. We can it's got to be like. Do you want to do a meal or an ingredient?
1: Nah, meal.
0: Meal, alright. We get. We each get a pick each, five picks tops, and you go from number one to number five.
1: Righto. I'm going to have
0: to write these down so I don't forget what you've written. Yeah. Do you All want right. first pick?
1: Um I'll take the first pick.
0: I'm just going to write what you've picked. So I
1: oh man this is so tough and I am I'm saying this as someone who's only really just started eating this as my breakfast of choice when I go out and I'm going to say eggs benny.
0: You motherfucker.
1: <laughs> and it's not uh, <laughs> It probably only like in the last year have I started consistently ordering them because oh, I used dude. to just go out and I used to just order the big brekkie everywhere I went I'd get the big brekkie, whereas now, you know, you have a couple of and the big brekkies
0: they're always you know decent
1: size but they're never that impressive really. Are they? I've
0: never been a big brekkie guy. I've almost exclusively been an expediting. Oh well, you're welcome. I've taken him off the board. So for the Gold Coast residents, there's a cafe called The Legend down on Exit 73. Three, near, on the western side, near yeah. like Highland Park. Yeah. They do a pulled pork eggs benedict, and it is oh. so delicious. I'm going to have to try that. Stodge got me onto it. Every time we play Mudgy at Mudgy, him and I go there pre-game. Elite. We might feel like boulders afterwards, but... That fuck.
1: That sounds elite. But eggs benedict, you just can't go wrong. Cheeky hash brown underneath there too, a bit of bacon.
0: Dude, I'm taking oh. my first pick. Big brekkie wrap. It's a big... Big brekkie wrap. So the ones that have like the hash brown and sausage in it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because it has the hash
0: brown, scrambled eggs, barbecue sauce, a little bit of chorizo, usually, spinach. Or oh, like it's like the breakfast wrap in general. Every cafe has one. Yeah. Every cafe worth its grain of salt. Oh, right.
1: Um, so we're we doing a snake draft here. So you get the third pick as well. I'll give we're you. are just gonna go one for let's one. Let's just
0: go one for one. One for one. I'll give you the advantage.
1: I, I'm gonna go strategic here and I am thinking about my team's um versatility and long term I'm going to go your humble pancakes.
0: Ooh, they weren't in my top five.
1: Yeah, I'm going pancakes for a bit of variety. Cause you can't just have all the same thing.
0: Yeah, see I'm going scrambled eggs. Because I so I would never order pancakes going out for breakfast. Neither would I. So how they in your draft?
1: Because you don't always just have to draft the best like the best available. Sometimes you're looking at your team oh, you're balance. You're to go best fit. You'd look at team balance, Fuck baby. the pancakes, mate. What up. did you go? Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Yeah. Um, Scrambled
0: eggs, ambidextrous. You can put them on anything. You can put them with anything. And on their own, they're good.
1: That's very, very fair. Um, oh.
0: You take my third pick and I'm going to come over there and smack you in the mouth <laughs> I'm run- I'm run- I am running
1: out of breakfast foods there uh, is so many uh, I'm going to go a acai bowl nah once again all about variety I've I'm gone gonna- I've gone a savoury I've gone a sweet and I've
0: gone a vegetarian nah see I'm sticking strong I've got the big three I'm taking the bacon and egg roll Bacon can roll, it's just so boring. No, dude, if you get a good one, bacon, egg, barbecue sauce, runny yolk, SENSATIONAL! And it's like... Everyone gets one. It's, it doesn't discriminate. The only people that don't get it are halal.
1: I don't know how I'm gonna find three more, or two more breakfast people to pick. What was your
0: third pick again? side oh, bowl. A bowl, gross. No, Have you dude. had them? If
1: you have you had one? Yeah, yeah. I've had them actually down at the markets before. You know Dude, the mob that do the juice I at fe- the markets. I feel like they're too big. They do a side bowl
0: because you get too much
1: the side, brother. Nah, man, it's actually they're prime. Next time we go to the markets on Saturday, don't get one because they're not as good as the dumplings.
0: Yeah, the dumplings are here this weekend.
1: <laughs> uh, number six, can I say dumplings? You can I say dumplings. Oh fuck yeah, dumplings. All context,
0: we get dumplings every second week at the markets. And that,
1: and it's only every second week because the bloke's only there every second week. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would be every week. I'm going to cop so much heat for all of these selections. I can already tell.
0: <laughs> I'm going for the trading market here. So I'm going to take specifically an energy drink and pie combination. <laughs> from Seven Eleven, From whatever super, like quick convenience store you can get. If, so if, you're, it's if, you're near the, if you're near the coast it's a 7-Eleven. If you're at Bush it's probably a Drake's. So a 4 and 20 pie and an energy drink? It doesn't have to be 4 and 20. It can be Mrs. Max. Yeah. Or if you're down in Woodburn in God's Country you can get the square pie.
1: What about rather than the energy drink Caffeine. A dare ice coffee. Just, just put in caffeine. <laughs> pie and caffeine. And caffeinated beverage. Uh, I feel like I've got to go another... Savoury option. Probably another one with eggs. Well, I mean, the big brekkie is still on the board, so I'm just going to take big brekkie with my ninth, I reckon. Mm. Um, actually, the... Um, oh, man. Uh, I think it's called the Plantation Cafe oh, down yeah. at Currumbin, Talabudra...
0: I know you're talking about. Somewhere there,
1: they're big brekkie. They serve uh, just all your normal stuff, like your bacon, your eggs, your mushrooms, your sausages. They do this like really nice, like chili con carne, like bean chili con carne mix thing, elite, and steak.
0: No, I don't know about steak for breakfast. That's a big day. So good.
1: It's the best big breakfast I've ever had. Shout out to the Plantagen Cafe, great
0: people. I'm going to give you my last pick. Yep, Savory mince on toast. Most cafes do it. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't have been high on my list. <laughs> Mints on Motherf- toast. How Bro, you're just talking
0: about steak for breakfast.
1: Bruh. I've got a steal there. Big brekkie at ninth.
0: That's a steal. I was not taking it.
1: Tell you what, I'm happy with how I've drafted. Eggs, Benny, pancakes, a side bowl, dumplings, and big brekkie. Plenty what, of variety there.
0: What did I draft again? I didn't write mine down. I big brekkie down. wrap.
1: Yep. Scrambled eggs. Yep. bacon and egg roll, yep. pie and caffeine.
0: Yeah, That's elite. <laughs> and mince on toast. <laughs> savory mince. Sa- savory. Emphasis on savoury. Has savory. to have chopped up peas and carrots and onion in it. Yeah, fair. It's basically like Western fried rice, but with like fucking pig head.
1: Jeez, it's a very, very interesting concept, isn't it? I like it.
0: Um, I'm just going through my notes. So we had this and we'll stick on the food thing. We had this massive and like I mean like department-wide argument on Monday when you have scones. Do you spread the jam or the cream first? Uh, jam See, I'm a jam person too. It has to be, dis- be jam, and it disgusted me how many people went cream first. No, and we had an argument, and one of the people at DVA.
1: So the cream... So the, he, the used cream. To, he used to
0: work at Buckingham Palace and they have the Queen's Way, which was cream first, no, jam top.
1: No, dude, no. No. The cream is easier to spread, right? So, so you put the jam down first so you get a proper even coverage on a flat-ish surface. Then you put the cream on the top so that... like cause, Because the, easiest, the cream is so easily moved, like when you bite, it moves around anyway. So it's eventually just going to like push away from your mouth and spread across the rest of the scone. Otherwise, you're just going to end up with like this massive blob of jam in the middle. The easiest
0: way to describe it fuck. is the cream is lighter. But, like... You you, put, you have your solid base of jam on the bottom. I don't care what flavour jam you have. Except for apricot. Go fuck apricot jam off.
1: Oh, man. no, nah, it's jam first. And so, like... Hanji.
0: Our our Brisbane floor, we had about 50 people. And I reckon it was about 30-20. Jam first. Just it, I thought it was like a fifty-nil kind of thing.
1: Yeah, or maybe like a forty-five and five. But like, I, I don't, don't even I've,
0: eat scones, and it was annoying me.
1: But what? It, like, you put the cream on first. How do you then spread jam on top of your cream? You, you just know what push it's like doing? Cream.
0: It'd be someone like someone saying you put jam before you put your peanut butter on. I don't do that anyway. But but if you had you know, a peanut it'd be butter like, and jam it'd be, sandwich, it would
1: be it would be like saying you know, like you, oh no. No. Was, so if you have avocado and Vegemite on toast, what are you putting on first?
0: I don't put Vegemite on my... You put the
1: Vegemite on first yeah, because it's yeah. fucking so much harder to spread. But you don't
0: ruin the avocado with Vegemite.
1: Oh, we've had this discussion before. It's just the salty. So you avo and you get the salty flavor. It's great. Um, I've got
0: one more in my notes. Go on. It might get cancelled. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather...
1: This, for anyone listening out there, this always worries me when Shorten starts bringing up topics that he hasn't mentioned off air because <laughs> it's normally because I'd shoot him down.
0: <laughs> a gay son or a thought daughter? Uh, and it's like You're going to love your kid anyway, but it's more about the I'm sexual saying, activities they get up to.
1: I am saying a gay son. See,
0: I think it's a gay son too.
1: Because at least they're an, like a, a stand-up member of society, oh. okay? Because you like you're not going into personality. That's just sexuality. They don't get to choose that, right? So that I in my in my trade of thought, I'm thinking yes, he's gay, but like in the ideal world, he is still a model citizen, right? Whereas the alternative in this scenario <laughs> is she's not standing up much.
0: Wait, <laughs> same answer, different explanation. Don't, you don't have to worry about the daughter bit. There's just a 50% chance that he's the most masculine motherfucker out there because he's bending over other dudes and getting them done.
1: Yeah. So, well, that's alpha.
0: He could be top alpha, top G.
1: Yeah. So, I'm taking the gay son.
0: All right. So, you had a you had a thing that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, and I
1: don't really know how this sparked in my head. I must have seen something, but um, worse nicknames in sport... I, and we've spoken about this at length that general, like you don't get to pick your nickname, okay? Your nickname is your nickname. It gets chosen for you and it'll either stick or it doesn't. And Chungus, for example. I'm sure you don't love that nickname. Wasn't appointed to you. Was it? Did you choose that name?
0: So I've had many nicknames. So the first one was Sean the Sheet. Wow, yeah, original. Yeah, and then I turned into the male model. From Paul Bed, Interesting. And then in the same hour he started calling me Kimmy K. And that stuck for a bit.
1: Yeah, that did stick
0: for quite a while. Because my big bunda. And then Slats started calling me Anne Frank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your your name in the group chat for a long time was Anne Frank with an ass like Kimmy K.
0: Yeah. And so like that's a little long, but it's okay. <laughs> and uh, for those listening, if you don't like your nickname, don't, don't tell anyone. You just silently dislike it. Um, after that, I had... Uh, something else retarded oh Piggy for Piggy Riddell which is again I think that just came as I got fatter <laughs> <laughs> as I moulded into Mark Riddell 2.0 and then I think Big Chungus wasn't appointed but I definitely encouraged it yeah fair That's because what, of the because, thing of, the, because of the meme it's a fat bugs bunny <laughs> 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 that went viral on Reddit in 2005. <laughs> oh fuck!
1: But Chung, like that'll just stick. That's just going to be your nickname. Yeah, forever. I get called like, Chung now. It's shortened again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, like just Chungus. got got us thinking about the worst names in sports. So I've got two here that I want to bring up. Nick Young, but Swaggy P is Swaggy good. P. Swaggy P, Swaggy P is
0: good. No, purely because of that shot that he goes for and he misses and he's celebrating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he turned around and starts celebrating. He had a show, like rims. living life with Swaggy P or something. Yeah. Nah. Elite. You, 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 oh, man. That's not that bad. Nah. You got one? I got, th- I got four. Okay. Well, my. Yeah, you go then. So,
0: one of them is harsh. It's not what he gets. So, he calls himself Trell Mitt. I call him Fat Trell. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's hard to tell who you're talking about, lol. Trell uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm okay with that.
0: Fat trails getting popular online. It's not. I didn't. I didn't think of that. That's from people online.
1: Yeah. Again, not that original.
0: Oh, it is.
1: Uh, and my second one, which is maybe it's it's up there with one of the worst, I reckon, because it is just grossly self-appointed. Yeah. See, right? not
0: one next to a self-appointed. A self-appointed is what makes it the worst. So Reese Matheson,
1: who is a Fringe player for the Lions.
0: He's played 50 games in six seasons. So out of a possible 130.
1: Yeah. Uh, He famously referred to himself as the barometer in a post-match interview. (laughs) I Uh, kind of like that shit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how you can name yourself the barometer when you're, uh, you know, on a regular basis, not in the best 22 players at your club. So you're actually
0: not in the barometer. You're
1: actually not the barometer. <laughs> you're the water runner. <laughs> you're in the resis, brother. You might not even be the best player in the rezies. Okay? Fuck. No good. You don't get to pick your nickname, brother. It's not how it works. Um. I get JL. I did not bring that on at all. And that only
0: started... Was, Not I mean, that long ago it only would have come on When Langer was coach
1: And when I started coaching Yeah That um, I actually reckon Bilf might have started that Which is ironic Because I started Bilf yeah,
0: For Jack I, I started Jack Whitten's Two other nicknames <laughs> Yeah The Diesel from Darwin The Big Diesel from Darwin Stag. And Spaghetti Yeah Because like, I was bored at third grade And he's had long hair And it looked tangled So I started calling him Spaghetti Ed Yeah
1: I, uh, Bilf all started from Obviously story. H- no Hilf So Hilf um, and House Hilf-y. Ben Hilfenhouse because he bowled well, Jack Witten bowls hooping outies but he's just slightly bigger <laughs> so he's a bigger Hilf. so Bilf <laughs> which I thought was great but you know you just
0: it just happens it rolls off the tongue yeah
1: and you just you don't get to pick your nicknames if you don't like it you just stick out with it because people will stop calling you
0: we do have a self-appointed nickname on a cricket just quiet before we get too off topic yeah Rick Rick from Arizona
1: I don't mind that though
0: I think Josh Mitchell had a bit to do with that, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, my uh, another one of my least favourite sporting nicknames in professional sports. The Brody. Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I don't really know the origins of it.
0: Its implications are terrible. I assume he's a great guy off the court, but fuck, man. He refers to himself as the Brody all the time.
1: I think... Um- I actually I read something online not that long ago. I think it's because there's like a character in a TV show in America that apparently he looks similar to
0: what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: No, <laughs> no. So I th- I think Call the origins, Michelangelo, then. Yeah, I, the, I think that's where the origins are from. Is from that his uh, doppelganger is a character in a TV show, but again, self-appointed. So
0: you go. What well, if you? Still... No, I don't have any more. That's it. I only oh. had two. The worst self-appointed one easily is another OKC Thunder former, Paul George playoff P, yep. and then proceeded to stink it up in the playoffs. And
1: I thoroughly enjoyed when he stunk it up in the bubble, and someone turned that into pandemic P. Yeah, I thought that. So was So that's funny better. As... Someone
0: else gave it to you. Yeah, and then he, he still persists every May. This every May, playoff P, playoff P, playoff P, Bruh. Yeah, you like shot twenty percent in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, against, big, against a Utah team led by a rookie.
0: Yeah, but his, his big coming out, a little bit, just to conjure myself, was the playoff series against the Heat when he was at Pacers.
1: That was a... That was only a, 10 years ago. A very... Yeah, that was uh It was, was genuinely 10 years ago. That was, it was 2012. That was pre-broken leg Paul George.
0: Yeah. Um. The last one, it's not so much the nickname, it's the saying that goes with... This 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 man is the biggest day in professional sports, like period. Uh Russell Wilson. <laughs> so Russell Wilson of everyone's trying to sleep on our eight hour flight fame decided to do squats, like air squats and like laps up and down the plane for four hours. <laughs> he um he's the most cringe professional sports player ever. And his thing for the Broncos is <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride.
1: No. <laughs> and he
0: says it every year. No. Can you imagine Darren Lockyer? No,
1: he can't say it every year because he's only just been traded to the Broncos. So
0: he, said it, he said it like this year. Yeah, yeah. Say, imagine Darren Lockyer getting up every year at the Broncos going, Broncos country, let's ride.
1: Oh, no. Nah.
0: <laughs> Gives me shivers. That's the worst.
1: Yeah, no, nah, no good. And he's no good. So everyone listening out there, you don't get to pick your nicknames. If one sticks, just let it stick.
0: Um, do you want to quickly talk about fantasy? Yep. And then so we can get into NBA. Uh,
1: anyone who doesn't know, Sean and I have managed to get into the same public NBA fantasy draft. Both of us are 2-0 after the first two weeks. So, great start. You and I, I would say, have the best two teams in fantasy. I'm willing to say that you've probably got the edge on me at the moment. I reckon your team is currently constructed probably better than mine.
0: I feel like... Um, Pat Riley, right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just wanted to quickly run through uh, our best and worst picks so far. Not necessarily because I got the number one overall pick, right? So I took Giannis number one. So yeah, it would be very easy to, for me to say yes, he's my best pick because obviously he
0: gets me the most points every day. But um, I also haven't taken my. So yeah. I had I had Luca third. I didn't take. I didn't use Luca for this exercise. For me,
1: I've taken Kristaps Porzingis, or P- I've chosen. Chris Daps Porzingis as my best draft pick, um, purely because of where I got him. Really, I drafted him sixty first, so he was my what seventh pick. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which and I mean that's pretty low. Um, and he's currently the fourth ranked center, power forward, uh, in the whole of the fantasy comp. So I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, By I. it's very tough for me to pick my worst. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say it's probably, oh man, Sadiq Bay, oh. potentially, um, who's Surely, not been bad. Man. I took him with my fifth pick. Got away with it though. He was my forty-first pick, so he's going okay. Um, the other one for me would be, uh, and it's not entirely his fault because he was injured. Uh, would be Josh Giddy who missed a stretch of games and just isn't really racking up the numbers. I'd hope he would. You know, he's kind of around the 13 points, five and a half rebounds, five assists kind of numbers, which are fine. Um, Probably until the last couple of games, Sabonis had been pretty disappointing. His usage seems to have gone down the fucking toilet for the Kings. Because I took him with my third pick um, and he's only really started to turn it on the last couple of games. So um, I've had plenty of, plenty of small wins, plenty of good picks down the bottom. Um, but uh, yeah, what about, uh, oh, and uh, my best waiver claim, actually claimed him off of you, uh, Mike Conley, who I've just recently picked up. He's just netted me three 40 point
0: games in a row. Right. So for those that want to, you know, listen to Pat Riley, I'm here. Um, I'd, can I have a tie for my best picks? Yep. Because I have two elite drafting. So I took Tyrese Halliburton, 18th, for my second pick. And for up until yesterday was the best, second best ranked point guard, shooting guard behind Luca, who I also have. And he, has had, he went 37-58, 58-57-60, which is outrageous. Um, but also my seventh pick in the draft, Shangoon. Nope, <sighs> Desmond Bain. Oh yeah, he's been killer. I picked him fifty eight. So we So he was my sixth pick, and he's the sixth ranked shooting guard in the whole. I fantasy. reckon
1: Shangoon has been a, ma- a great pick for you as well. I would not have even contemplated taking him. Yeah, I took. him. Sh- fucking, isn't it? It's only his second year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I took Shangun's sixty third, so he I took Bain. Dude, he's
1: averaging seventeen points and ten rebounds per game.
0: Yeah. So I took Shangun and Bain back to back as my sixth and seventh pick. Yeah, that's fucking so, that's elite drafting from Um yeah. my worst pick, I also have two because they were both terrible. I took Jonathan Isaac thinking it wouldn't stay injured, <laughs> but it didn't matter because Orlando suddenly got a million bigs that are good. Yeah. And uh Harrison Barnes. I thought the Kings are that bad. They need someone to shoot threes, and they're trying to be even worse. They're not playing him. But I did some big brain stuff. I dropped Harrison Barnes. I dropped Jonathan Isaac, and I picked up Nick Claxton, who's now the sixth rated centre in the whole thing. Yeah. Who's dropped 350 bombs and a 60 for me. And Aaron Gordon.
1: Yeah. Who's also been quite good um, for the Nuggets. He's, he's it's always going to be a bit up and down for him because he's at, Best. Fourth oh, option? Uh, yeah. Third when one of the other three don't play. So, But most of the time, so he's going to be fourth, so his usage is not that high. But he's um, he's, he's been quite he's efficient. He's been quite efficient, which is what's killing a few of my guys at the moment. So you had a good day. You finished on uh, 406 points, which topped our entire league. Standard. Uh, and I finished on 283, which has me behind in my matchup, but I'm pretty confident. I could oh, have had no, more. I had Jalen
0: Green on the bench, and he's outscored Clint Capella by thirty-eight. Yeah.
1: So, following on from that, did you want to go straight into the basketball?
0: Let's do it, mate. Right.
1: Uh, I want to talk about the Kyrie debacle. Hmm. So,
0: anti-Semitism.
1: Yeah, anti-Semitic comments Semitic. made about uh, oh, there's some film or something, and he's come out and debacle.
0: so there's a documentary that's trying to link back the like initial like it's not slavery, it's like racism with Jews and like trying to link it back to the enslavement of the American Indians. Yeah. So, and And he's trying to be like the whole, well, actually.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you just, and and it's not, if he had just come out and apologized for what he'd said or whatever, it all would have been said, done, gone, move on. But the fact is that they, the media and the Nets and the NBA gave him multiple opportunities to... He had a week. ...to apologise, and he refused to apologise, basically. So the Nets have suspended him for five games. And? And there is a list of conditions for him to return. There's more.
0: Nike pulled
1: his shoe deal. Oh, Nike pulled his shoe deal, which has He's somewhere between 14 release. and $18 million a year since his rookie year, basically. So he needs to obviously apologise and condemn... The movie which I believe he's come out and apologised
0: I don't think he'll condemn his movie though
1: a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes which he has done sensitivity training anti-semitic training meet with Jewish leaders and meet with Joe Sigh. I don't know who that is to demonstrate understanding so I knowing Kyrie or not knowing Kyrie but see his track record is poor with this kind of crap does he play for the Nets again
0: yeah. Um I just don't understand why he's doing it. Why is he trying to have like a why like what what's the point in trying to like one up the Jews for who's enslaved more? You're on the same team. Yeah. Yep,
1: so I just don't get it and like he had I just don't see how he thought he had anything to gain from saying what he said or standing, you know. In the position that he stood. So, uh, yeah, bewildering to me. Um, the other piece of NBA news uh, is that Miles Bridges is right, uh, avoiding jail time.
0: Because he pleaded guilty. Like, he didn't... like.
1: Yeah, he, can, he pleaded uh, no contest. No contest. So, no jail time, but he's got uh, the whole long list of things that he's got to do. He's got to do heaps of community service and lots of um uh like classes and you know domestic violence awareness and things like that um
0: which so he he can still get signed by a team and the NBA can then still suspend him can, from that can Fido it yeah
1: so uh, i you know a guy who went from he was going to sign a contract worth over 100 million dollars he
0: would have been close to the max
1: yeah so i don't reckon he would have got the max but i mean it's the hornets so he could have we're I reckon pay- he was getting 120 plus.
0: He going to pay someone.
1: So, uh, I, but I, I think it was poor given the, the state of that, uh, the poor lady on the, on the receiving end. Um, for him, not and, like, it's pitiful. Like he, it was like a $50,000 fine or something. And three years probation or good behavior or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It didn't sit great with me to be honest. Um, because and he, he pleaded no contest. So any he's like, yeah, I did it.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, I'm not... No, nah, I'm not going to say that. I don't know. Anyway,
1: now the actual basketball. Where, you know, each team's kind of eight to ten games in so far. Any big surprises?
0: Yep. Cleveland Cavaliers. We are eight and two. What is going on? Eight and two. Won the,
1: re- the, won the first one. Won the most recent one today, but won eight straight in the middle. Are we the real deal? I am going to say no.
0: I think knows the correct answer, but the, the more you look at it, but I don't
1: think it's far away. It's a pretty good squad. It's not like there's too many guys there that are aging.
0: So no, like the only aging one there is Kevin Love, right? Yeah. And then the the main core of Garland and Mitchell are both under twenty five still. And then your middle-aged players, like mid to late 20s, is Karis Levert and Jared Allen.
1: And you've got Evan Mobley there, who's only going to get better
0: as Over well. Evan Mobley's like 20. Yeah. So that's your big three there. Mobley, Mitchell. and. Um...
1: So I, I just think in the next two or three years, they're going to get better. Um, and I don't think this year's their year. Um, I just think Mobley's too young. They haven't played together for long enough but they'll get there I think so they're they're, def- they're absolutely going to be a team to watch they're going to make the playoffs that Mitchell Marketing and they, trade I wouldn't want to, you wouldn't
0: really want to play them in the um, in the playoffs I don't think that Mitchell marketing trade is maybe the best win-win trade I've, I've seen oh yeah it depends on how it depends on how you look at it I
1: suppose it was definitely a win for Cleveland because Cleveland fixed one of their biggest problems which was a massive log Excuse me, logjam in the forwards.
0: Yeah, but then, like, look at Utah as well. They got rid of Mitchell and Gobert. And they get Marketin and, like, five first round picks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and also, the Jazz are actually playing quite well, and Marketin's playing well. So, yeah, I mean, in the long run, this will look like a win win trade for both.
0: Um, at first, it looked like we robbed them. We in Cleveland, it looked like we'd like, just fleeced the fuck out of Utah. Yeah. But Utah have picked up some some quality pieces
1: in all of it. Like they picked up, um, Markin and O'Linick as well, who's been surprisingly very good. It's been good on fantasy too, actually. Uh, yeah. So um, no, they've been good. The Lakers, are, on the other hand, are two and eight, losing after losing today. That is surprising.
0: Like I it don't is, like the Lakers. It so is good to see it? them lose, but still like. <laughs> It's
1: just the LeBron just, and AD both they're playing. just not constructed to win
0: games of basketball. In Have this you era. seen Kendrick Nunn's run of points?
1: Yeah, I saw his uh, like every his shooting stats from every game. So every game, and, game and then but underneath one, it was like oh and this, oh and that, oh and this, one and this, three and this, oh and that, oh and this, and then underneath it said, "I hope he knows how to speak Chinese."
0: <laughs> every game but two, he's missed a shot. He's not hit a shot. Yeah. So far this year so he's, he's just Been woeful so far And
1: uh, losing Malik Monk Off their bench Is hurt
0: Ridiculous though As if they He didn't go for that much To Sacramento I think it was two years Two years, years 19. 19 Like what <laughs> Why yeah. As if Lakers can't Cough that up Yeah and, so just, and then just Have your second round picks To fill a, fill the salary The only positive for them
1: in the Through the first 10 games I would say Is that they've Successfully convinced Westbrook To come off the bench and he has been far better coming off the bench. Yeah, running the second point, unit. His points average has gone up. His efficiency's f- gone efficiency's up.
0: Efficiency's gone way
1: up. He's shooting better than 50% from the floor and better than 40% from three since moving to the bench over four games. Yeah. And well, I know a very small sample size,
0: yes. but... I don't think that's sustainable, but it's still good to see. Yeah. At least you know something's there.
1: Yeah. So, and I, like, they've clearly just gone and gone, well, you know what? You know, like, the role is there for you, and you can be the best... At this role in the league, because he can be. I I don't. I don't know that any other team has a point guard as good as him coming off the bench, and they fucking need it. Because Clippers. Yeah, I was similar type though, right? John Wall, both similar type players.
0: Mm.
1: Really, athletic, don't shoot great, decent distributors, kind of high turnover rates. John Wall and Russell Westbrook very very similar. Yeah. So um, But that's been good for them Although I really I'm not going back on My hot take That he will get traded I do reckon They're
0: pumping his trade value Me too I also have Maybe my hottest Three takes all time Yeah go on I would take prime John Wall over Prime Russell Westbrook Every day of the week Without thinking about it Yep And Russell Westbrook Never deserved to be MVP And we can dive into that if you really want to. I
1: think. I think it depends individually on how you look at who is the MVP. Because, well,
0: Harden, like, how how do you
1: how do you look at the MVP?
0: Well, Harden beats him in every argument. That year. It's maybe the biggest robbery of an MVP I've ever seen. Purely because Westbrook got the extra one point five rebounds a game to make the beautiful triple double number I just
1: uh, that, I don't so OKC's
0: I, record was appalling that year then they just got into the playoffs no that's not true they were shit they weren't as good as the Rockets
1: no they finished fifth mm. yep that's not atrocious and that's not just making the playoffs
0: well, it was eight yeah there's no playing back then
1: yeah I know that's not just making it it's a, for an there's MVP still, there's still three teams below you two if you're fifth Six. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Those sixth, huh? They were fifth. No. no, and no MVP had ever won it from fifth or below. That's the point. He didn't deserve it. So did Nikola Jokic deserve it his first year? Yep.
0: And they I'm finished fifth against Harden. Harden they finished se- fifth. Harden's season was better than any of so the, Jokic's. So the opponents. finish
1: thing then is over, is completely out of the question.
0: No, you, it's not. I'm you, not finished. No, you can't. You can't just change the rules to see your age. Change the rules. You haven't let me speak. Go on. <laughs> Harden was more efficient in every way possible. Yep. he's Even with his assists, they're both minus defenders at point guard. Yep. Harden lifted a more average squad up to a higher position.
1: I do not believe that is true. You look at the team that, that Harden had that year. He had Eric Gordon, who was still very, very good at that point. Clint Capella, Trevor Ariza. It's a
0: very young P- Clint Capella.
1: PJ Tucker. They, Lou Williams, they had a very, very good team that That's year. five people. How many,
0: how many do you fucking need? That's six. Yep. Who else plays? Who
1: would OKC have?
0: Too many. No, dude. The Paul George. No. Nope. Stephen Adams. Nope. They
1: had Stephen Adams, not Paul George. No. Nope. He didn't win. No, that was the year before Paul George got there. He had a very, very young, like before he was at the paces. Victor Oladipo. They had Stephen Adams. Sergio Barker had been traded. They had fucking Kyle Singler coming off the bench. Kyle
0: Singler, give me a spell. Samaj
1: Kristen was our backup point guard. Nah. Yeah. Raymond Felton.
0: That's your backup point guard. An old, chubby,
1: 35-year-old Raven Felton was our backup point guard. He lifted. Maybe if you take Russell Westbrook off that team, they would have been the worst team in basketball.
0: Not true. Kings were still around.
1: They would have been the second worst team in basketball. Still, you're in the process. But instead...
0: He lifted him into fifth and in, into the playoffs when they had absolutely no right to. He still wasn't the MVP. No, you're so wrong. He, you're so wrong. He, he literally only won the MVP because of that extra one and a half rebounds. You're so wrong. Harden. Harden. You're
1: so wrong. And the re, so if Luca, So when the Mavs finish fifth this year and Luca wins MVP... They you're won't gonna finish kick, fifth. They'll you're finish gonna kick top
0: off three. St- oh, fuck off.
1: They won't. They will. No, they won't. I'll put a slab of beer on it. They won't finish top three in the West.
0: Let's go through it. Clippers top three... Yep. Mavs? Nope. Suns.
1: Nope.
0: Suns will be there. You reckon Golden State?
1: I do believe that they will get it all together. Golden State. Golden State.
0: I reckon Draymond gets traded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. They can't afford all of them. They're paying a luxury tax for this guy that keeps fucking up. I say that uh Mans is gone he's gone to Sacramento.
1: Memphis will be in the top three?
0: Oh, that's rank. No, dude.
1: They're a better team than the Mavs. No, they're not. Oh, bro. Yes, they are. Not. So when Luca, when Okay, at best, the Mavs finish fourth. Third. No, at best, they finish fourth.
0: I reckon they finish third. Right.
1: So if you take Luca off the Mavs, where do they finish in the West? I'm trying to think of their squad. You'd have a team led by Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah, Maxi Kleber, they Dorian Finney Smith, Christian have, Wood. They don't have
0: Brunson anymore. Nope. It's, yeah. But that doesn't matter. He's going to finish third.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go third then.
0: Third's fine. Yeah. MVPs win from third all the time.
1: Where would that team be if Luca didn't play? Where would they finish? Play ins. Maybe. Maybe. Are they better than Minnesota? Is Minnesota are going to be the plans?
0: Yeah, we'll come play in time. Utah, come play in time. They're better than both of those two teams, purely because of the seven footers they don't have in the paint. Yeah, so you can't play Gobert any. Minute I don't minutes. know. I don't. I don't know that we've. Market's pretty close as well. I don't
1: know that we've seen a team as reliant on one person ever than that twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen OKC. And that is the reason he lifted that team from being the 28th best in the league into the top five in the West. Back when it was genuinely the, the West, conference. like the West yeah. is best.
0: Yeah, I still don't. I still don't love it when Harden beats him in every aspect.
1: You just don't like it because you don't like the bloke. That's not true.
0: Is the Brody? You just don't, and you
1: don't like his style of basketball. It's shit.
0: It's inefficient clutter. <laughs>
1: It has become quite ordinary the last few years. This watch. isn't
0: this isn't recency bias either. I was going out you five years ago about this. You were, you were, yeah. and
1: and we all knew that it, like the level that he was playing at wasn't sustainable, and that when and everyone identified that when this gets bad, it's going to get bad, bad, like ugly, which it sort of is. Really, up until the last four games, it was getting bad, like unplayable bad.
0: Yeah. Like Alan Iverson.
1: Yeah, like might find himself out of the league next year, bad.
0: I still reckon he might.
1: I hope not. I hope not. Um, I don't know if I have a heat more in the basketball.
0: Any other surprise packages for you?
1: Yeah, any other. Utah have been surprising.
0: I think it's not sustainable. That's why I didn't bring it up.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. And I haven't I haven't had a look at who they've played or anything like that. But I know they've beaten a couple played, of half-decent teams. They've played decent teams. They've beaten the Lakers
0: who, who, twice. They beat the Clippers yesterday.
1: And they've beaten Memphis. But they beat Memphis without JAR. So it's different. Um, we'll just quickly have a look through this. St- oh, Brooklyn have been terrible. Miami actually been quite poor. They're 4-7 and seven to start. Yeah, they actually have been quite bad. I don't... And obviously, Golden State also four and seven, which is uncharacteristic of, that, of them. But I, they're too good not to get it all together. They'll be right.
0: Suns have been hit and miss.
1: Yeah, they're seven and three. They're going okay. Um, you actually, you know, Utah are top of the West.
0: It's not sustainable. They're nine and three, bro. They've played more games than others as well.
1: Yeah, they've played twelve games. Phoenix have like, but they're equal on, and actually Portland. Portland 7 and 3.
0: Again, not sustainable.
1: Tend to agree. New Orleans are 5 and 5. They were higher
0: than that. I reckon they'll finish like 6th. Yeah.
1: Minnesota are 10th. It's pretty much where I reckon they'll finish.
0: No, I reckon they'll sneak into 7th. No. But they, their squad does not translate to playoff basketball at all. Not even at all. They a have two 7 footers. Like. In the paint at all times. That is just A cat, cat is a bit different because he can get outside. He, he can, can't defend he can, the perimeter. Yeah,
1: but he can shoot free throws still. So yeah. he can't play. But then, time, yeah, but and then your what do setup. you do? You take your best defender out of the lineup because he can't shoot free throws and you keep your big in there that can't defend because he can. Yeah, so you it's just. Like you you actually about, can't win either way.
0: How about you don't make that trade yeah, and keep your full picks? Spastic, say. delo has been stinking up this year. Yeah. So
1: anyway, that's pretty on oh the Bucks won their first nine games without Chris Middleton. They're on a heater. They lost today badly to Atlanta, but they'll win sixty games.
0: Wait, in Atlanta with no Trey Young? Yeah,
1: yeah. And that was a massive dub trade for Atlanta early days with the Dejounte Murray getting him, giving up three first rounders, or whatever. Fucking worth it.
0: Makes sense now. Yeah.
1: So they've added a. Absolutely elite defender to a young team fits their core fits their timeline.
0: Someone just shut him up on Twitter.
1: Huge dub trade. They're seven and three to start the year.
0: Um, so big surprise is how well Bencheros started. Yeah,
1: he looks elite. And
0: man. Benedict Matherin from the Paces. Yeah, what a guy. What a pick. So they picked him sixth or something. Yeah, like sixth. Ex-
1: he's exclusively coming off the bench. Set a record, most points through the first five games of your NBA career. I dropped thirty bombs with no starts. Yeah, he dropped a thirty bomb in like his sixth or seventh game, dude. It's ridiculous. So no, that's uh, he's been uh, pretty good. The Pacers is actually going to be a decent, you know, young fun team to watch. So um, anyway, we'll get off NBA because you know people don't like us hard on about it. Cricket. Oh, perfect! straight out of the World Cup. Yep, deservedly. Who saw that coming? Yep, and I said to my dad, Australia are exactly where they deserve to be, not in the final four. Yep, because they didn't pick their best team, and they certainly didn't play anywhere near their best cricket. So, they didn't deserve to be there. Um, South Africa, absolutely choking it up.
0: That was a joke. Just they should, if
1: they won, they'd finish top of the pool. They'll play in the Netherlands. Netherlands had only won one game up to that point. South Africa had only lost one and that was to Pakistan.
0: Do you reckon that's like a bit of history like repeating itself? Netherlands colonising South Africa just one more time. Oh, man,
1: it's South Africa in a World Cup. Death taxes and them choking at a World Cup. It's just the three certainties of life. And they they'll all come out until they're blue in the face and say, No, nah, you know, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. We just didn't execute on game day. You can't tell me that.
0: I'm you not, cannot I'm you, not hearing
1: it. You cannot tell me that you've gone from and they looked red hot. If they got through to the final four, I'm convinced they'd was, have played in the final.
0: I would have put my them to win.
1: They like, Ducoq was hitting the ball well. Riley Rousseau's coming off two hundreds in his last six digs. Um, David Miller's been hitting the ball incredibly well. They've got one of the best fast bowling attacks in the comp.
0: Nortier was bowled, so Nokey's
1: bowling wheels, Rabada's bowling wheels and taking wickets. Parnell's been just stupidly economical up front. Maharaj, Maharaj is a great very underrated um, short-form spinner. They've just got everything. They had everything there playing in conditions that suit them against teams who are playing in conditions that don't suit them. They just this was their chance and they've just fucked it up again. So I just it's it must just be this big mental block that they get into a into a world cup what was effectively a knockout game against an associate nation and they didn't even get close they lost by 20 some so and i mean the netherlands were good good on them and i hope and this world cup feels and i maybe it's cuz we've watched more games cuz it's in australia but i feel like this is giving the necessary exposure to a few of these smaller minnow nations that hopefully means they start playing more games against the big boys.
0: Countries like Ireland
1: and Zimbabwe,
0: Bangladesh even. Dude, let's talk about that Zimbabwe-Bangladesh game we went to. The
1: Netherlands? Oh my God, man. So <laughs> I'm actually I'm, I'm going to be straight up. I didn't really want to go. I'd been convinced to go <laughs> and I woke up that morning. I was like, the fuck am I doing, man? Like, <laughs> I'm about to waste my entire Saturday... Travelling like, you know, two and a half hour round trip to go and watch Zimbabwe play Bangladesh. What the fuck? But I tell you what, the minute we got in there, dude, it was fucking fire. It was so good. And the actual game was a ripper too.
0: The atmosphere was elite. It was one of the weirdest finishing games I've ever seen. It was one of
1: the weirdest atmospheres, man. It felt like there was 50,000 people packed in there, but it's just because they were all over our side and everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh man, it was so good. It was... Like, and again, same thing, just there was 6,000 people packed in there that never get to see their home countries play in Australia because they don't come out here, ever.
0: Yeah, the, um, the Gabba Security had a day out.
1: Didn't they? So we walked through, uh, it was about 12.40 or something for a one o'clock start. And firstly, none of the tickets were scanned properly because it kept coming up saying that they were invalid. Or, uh, yeah, just invalid or expired or something. And we were like, well, what do you mean? So there's big long lines out the front. So H-
0: for context, of people
1: not being real happy.
0: We got all our tickets from a friend of ours. Like a friend of a friend who plays for Zimbabwe. Who played in the game.
1: Yeah, Sean Snyder, who's been on the podcast before. Yeah, mm. and has a good friend that got us some tickets. So uh, And in great, good seats too. So we sat in the, in the members where you wouldn't normally Shout out Brad sit. Evans. Shout out Brad Evans. Great bloke. Thanks for the tickets, mate. Because we had a fucking ball. Yeah. We had so much fun. So then, anyway, they come down that Zimbabwe needed what fucking four off the last ball or something to tie. Anyway, old mate got stumped. Every single player had walked off the field, shook hands, everything. Then it come up on the big screen: no ball, free hit. We've all kind of the no ball going, was for the keeper to take it. The keeper took the ball in front of the stumps, which was called a no ball. So everyone had to then go walk back out on the field to bowl one ball. They needed four to win. And then he got stumped again. (laughs) So one of the most anticlimactic finishes, but a very interesting finish nonetheless and a great game. And, And that's like that kind of thing, I hope some of these smaller nations. Ryan Campbell, who's a former Australian cricketer, coaches the Dutch, I believe. Yeah. And he like, why when you when you do a tour overseas, say to England or what, like, just organise a couple of games to go like to play against the Netherlands or Scotland or even Ireland even if we sent yeah. like a
0: development team, like Australia, yeah.
1: a. like or like and I'm sure I am certain the Dutch would travel to England to play a three-game warm like ODI series or T20 series against Australia before the Ashes, or any other country before they play England in England. Hmm. Like it's know it, and an Ireland and Scotland would obviously do the same thing as well. Ireland even better because they play Test cricket, right? not much of it but they're you know a full a full member so I hope they get a bit more exposure um, because it would be good for them the West Indies getting knocked out we didn't mention that last podcast but that was funny <laughs> and it was good because it gave another a minnow. minnow country a chance to shine on the world stage which was cool um, now I want to talk about Surikuma Yadav
0: oh. Make it quick. Very briefly.
1: one. It, I reckon he is currently having the best individual year a T20 player has ever had on the international stage. Yeah. He scored 1,000 runs, striking at 180. Yeah. Ridiculous. He plays the closest thing I've seen to Avery de Villiers ever. The Zimbabwean dude was bowling basically outside the wide line on the offside, on the full, like the low Yorkers, and he was stepping across... And sweeping him <laughs> over backward square for six. It was the twice in a row. Everyone knew what was happening. The bowler must have known what was about to happen, and it fucking happened anyway. <laughs> Just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um, now the test Australia's test squad for the upcoming summer got named today, and Marcus Harris is in it.
0: <sighs> now, can we can we make a list of batsmen you'd have in there over Marcus Harris? Well,
1: Matt Renshaw didn't make it despite he's averaging about 100 in the Shield season so far so is Harris and Orton uh, and Junction also, Road
0: doesn't count though um,
1: and uh, Peter Hanskin. like for the two reasons I said that like those guys should be in the squad is keeping an eye on the tour that, like the subcontinent tour that we've got coming up in March those two they're widely regarded as two of the better players of spin in the country so why would you not have them in the squad get them back in around the setup. you take him to because they're going to take them to India you reckon? They will take them to India. Yeah. And I think they'd be mad not to. So, um, Scott Boland's been picked in the test squad again.
0: Yeah, so I would not have picked him. Yeah. So, I can give you three bowlers I'd pick ahead of Scott Boland.
1: I'm a little, not massively surprised, but I'm a little surprised that Sean Abbott, Sean Abbott wasn't in the test squad.
0: Michael Nisa and Jahi Richardson. Because yeah. his record at the moment is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. Yeah. He's been tearing every state up. Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah. So Cummins, Boland, Carey, Green, Harris, Hazelwood, Head, Kawaja, Labuschagne, Lyons, Smith, Stark, Warner.
0: I like Head back in the team.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, he never left the Test team.
0: Yeah, but like he's been.
1: So and actually, on Travis Head, he's been named in the uh, Australian One Day squad who play England in a ODI series that starts in a little over a week. So, it, looking like he will uh, replace Aaron Finch at the top of the order. Good. Uh, which I like. Because he is been, like. he's been, been very good. It. He's been very good in the limited opportunities he's had open in the batting for Australia in the short form stuff. I've been quite impressed. He's very good. He's very aggressive. But somehow, like him and Warner, both lefties, both aggressive, but both bats so different. Yeah. So, I think that'll be exciting to watch, actually. Um, I want to touch on rugby league quickly. With a guy that you and I both like I definitely like I'm pretty sure you like Jackson Hastings Oh yeah Now there's rumours that he is going to sign With Redcliffe Yep Do you know what? On the back of the Tigers Who initially at face value Looks like a great signing Signing John Bateman Back yep. from England Who <laughs> obviously had a, a Probably a two plus year stint With the Raiders And was very good One like a back row of the it's year elite. Very very good um, who's signed... Looks like he's probably going to play lock for the Tigers, is what we're hearing. See, great signing. I don't like him at Locke, though. Nah, see, he's great. Just an elite second row. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Great signing. However, it's come out in the media later on that he and Hastings have history from pl- back playing in the Super League at, at Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. So apparently don't get along, and it looks like... And the Tigers are firm on having Dewey at six... Brooks at seven. It just as does my head combo. In. They We've want, seen how that goes. They, which means they want to, and they, the, all the whispers are they want to play Bateman at lock, which leaves Hastings without a position, which is retarded. One, of, it's the it's such a DMC move from the Tigers. Only the Tigers or the Sacramento Kings would do something that dumb.
0: I um, I want him to go to Newcastle because now because Newcastle have released Jake Clifford. Jake Clifford, he's gone to the Super League. Yeah. So I was like, perfect. That is Hastings all over. To a T. But yeah. then I heard Wayne Bennett wants Jackson Hastings, and then that tickles my fancy a bit. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. So Redcliffe, their highest pairing would be Milford Hastings. Yeah. That's... Yeah,
1: with Nick Arima probably at 14.
0: Yeah, and they have Marshall King at, at, at 9. Kind of. Yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. And their back row elite. Yep. Left forward pack, actually. For for, period.
1: Tom Gilbert...
0: Um, both the you know, Bromwich boys both the
1: Bromwiches Kifusi, Kifusi.
0: Um Kifusi uh, oh, Mark
1: a... Nichols yeah so no they're um, they're, they're no slouches no they're no slouches they're like they... yes they haven't um, they're definitely they, they, they didn't get they didn't get a star that they wanted but I suppose the you know on the bright side the positive of that is that they're probably not going to be super affected by origin mm. and like Pending health, they're gonna get twenty six games with hopefully the same kind of eighteen twenty guys. So I think it's exciting for for them. and Jackson Hastings, would be just he's your Wayne Bennett player to a T, right? It's perfect. Perfect. Just hard working, solid, just does all the little things right. And just controls the game so well. So I'm a bit And it can fair. let
0: it can let Milford just be like twenty fifteen Milford again. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just let him play. Like you lead the ball around and just let him do him. Let him do his thing. Yeah. When he so. wants the
0: ball, you just give him the ball.
1: Yeah. Um and that is all I've got for sport this week, I think, Sean. You got anything to add? No, not really. We've
0: probably bored put everyone to sleep.
1: So. Yeah, probably. Oh, late night, it's nearly put me to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. I could talk like this for hours, I reckon. Uh well guys, thank you again for listening to the Armchair Critics podcast. If you want to reach out, Sean you might have something.
0: Fruit draft next week.
1: Fruit draft, interesting. Uh, on that, if anyone's got any uh, any comments uh, or criticisms on, on our breakfast draft, we might post that up on the socials so people can see. What a great idea. Fuck, I should do this for a living. Um, and that way you can hit us up and see you know if there's anything glaring that we've missed, anyone that we've left on the board, anyone you think went too high, too low, um... Or whether you agree, disagree, whatever, hit us up at Armchair Critics on Instagram. Um, Sean, thanks for joining us again, mate. Thanks for hosting in your lovely mansion.
0: Thanks, man. It seems a bit weird considering you own the place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, uh, guys, I hope you all have a great week and we will see you next week.